The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. That is Princess Purple Rain, and the reason we're playing Princess Purple Rain is because we were talking about singers who have made it as actors. I think Prince being a singer who made it as an actor is something of a reach, but John Fardy from Screen Time is going to correct me on this and all of the rest of it. Screen Time, of course, on this evening at uh, 6pm. And the other one, of course, who is the most notable one is coming up in a couple of weeks, Kylie, who is actor, singer, actor, yes. is making her way back into Neighbours. She is, and that's all film. So is Guy Pierce and Jason Donovan. I want to just explain about the Prince thing. So I have a list here of musicians who've tried acting. Some are very good, some are very bad. It gives me no pleasure to talk about Prince not being a great actor, because I think he's, you know, musical Prometheus. And of all those people that year who died, you remember they never stopped coming, Prince, George, Michael, it was horrible. I just can't help thinking Prince was the hardest one to deal with. But anyway, so I, I'm, I'm a massive Prince fan. He was a genius musician. Also a very good basketballer, apparently. Yeah, and table tennis player as well. Quite athletic for a short enough fellow, you know. I remember Not, seeing him in the RDS and he was wearing heels. Is that the same RDS show, incidentally, where he may have come up in a glass elevator with no bum in his trousers? Was that the same one? <laughs> no, no, was it though? I'm just, I'm genuinely curious. It is entirely possible, and I may have forgotten it, though I can't believe I would forget Prince yeah. appearing in a glass elevator and get in assless chaps. Because he, that, that was one of the first gigs I was ever at, and I remember that one, yeah. I well, was he was supported 50. by your man on the oboe. Do you remember there was a... Curtis Stigers. Yeah, I think there was a... Was and it an Andrew oboe? Strong as well. Yeah, oboe I was at that. But do you Hell remember the gig? greatest moment in that gig? There had been all this uproar because he had a song that was in the charts, and I remember on the Jerry Ryan show there was uproar about his single that had come out called Sexy MF and in the middle of that gig he said we got no more love songs for you apart from this one this is Sexy MF and the place went bananas <laughs> it was a good gig yeah it was a good gig so now that we've upped Prince we can down him yes actor. yes yeah because the things he was in were basically vehicles for him that no one thought about the plot like Purple Rain is the greatest soundtrack possibly ever to a movie however the movie when you look at it it's pretty ropey it's him playing a character called the kid who doesn't get on well with his mom and dad his dad's a bit of a jackass his stepdad and he joins a band and life becomes good and it's him trying to show a version of his life but when he's acting he's just this ponderous kind of fellow and everyone's going to look and going let's get to the singing so it's not poor and then he did it again with Graffiti Bridge and the worst one Under the Cherry Moon where he plays this kind of gigolo on the French Riviera it's awful it's awful but it gives me no pleasure to say that you know can we go to a positive one Yes. Cher. Oh, man. This is the thing. Like, Cher, in a way, has possibly become a victim of her own fame or something. And she's almost like, you know, suffers in the way that Dolly Parton suffers. She's become this kind of caricature of herself and she's been around a long time and stuff. But people forget Cher is a fantastic actress. Moonstruck, right, is it's an amazing film. She won an Oscar for that. She's absolutely brilliant. She's in a movie called Silkwood. Have you ever seen that? About this group of women working in a nuclear power plant and all hell breaks loose. She's brilliant in it. The Witches of Eastwick, trying to refuse, you know, going to bed with Jack Nicholson, takes a certain <laughs> amount of, you know, self, self something. And she has it. She's a brilliant actress. She really is. And people forget that because of, you know, maybe one or two lameish pop songs she's had, as well as some great pop songs as well. But but if there was one takeaway, if I could give you one piece of advice, people should re-watch Moonstruck because it's a brilliant film. Would you put in the same category Whitney Houston? Because she, like Cher, was hugely successful in singing 
and did the the top level pivot. Yeah, absolutely. You see, we seem to be talking about a lot of dead musicians, but Whitney Houston suffered slightly in her acting career from The Bodyguard because The Bodyguard was a song in a way and, and the movie was around, you know what I mean? I Will Always Love You became this monster hit and the movie almost became secretary and the movie wasn't great. She was playing this pop star who, you know, needed a bodyguard because someone was trying to kill her and all. And she was but really... she played it well though, didn't it she? It was okay. It was okay. But people thought of her as this one-trick kind of pony. But Exhibit A in Whitney Houston's corrective as a good actress, Waiting to Exhale, these four women in Pennsylvania, I think it was, with complicated love lives, brilliant in it. And a kind of sad melancholy to it, which, as unfortunately time would tell, she was full of, it would appear. So she, she was someone who had a lot of depth as an actress as well, I would say. Do they do the um, people who make the crossover from singing to acting? Do any of them do it sufficiently well that you forget that they were once singers? Yes, I think so. And you see, that's why sometimes they have feet of clay because if you take you know any of these stars, they're so iconic. A lot of them that we almost can't compute of them as being actors. You know, which is why Lady Gaga deserves a lot of kudos because in. First of all, A Star Was Born a couple of years ago where she played opposite Bradley Cooper. She was incredible. And she played a pop star who was completely unlike the pop star we know her as today. She's absolutely brilliant in that movie. And last year, in The House of Gucci, which wasn't a great movie, she was a powerhouse. She was absolutely brilliant. I think she should have got an Oscar for that. You mentioned A Star Is Born. Would you say the same about the the first person in that, Barbara Streisand? Because the same thing, she managed to carve out an acting career that almost eclipsed her scene. Brilliant. And you should see her in Funny Girl. She's fantastic in that. She's great. And Chris Christopherson deserves kudos in that as the hard drinking guy who couldn't get over himself. Do you know the story about Christopherson and going to Johnny Cash's house? I'm sure I do, but remind me. <laughs> Chris Christopherson was a Vietnam helicopter pilot. I did know that. Uh, there is a, a possibly apocryphal story that the way that he got Johnny Cash's support for his singing career was by landing on his lawn in a <laughs> helicopter, which, you know, if you're going to make an entrance, it's a way to go. Wow, wow. Yeah, that's impressive. Can I ask your view on one of the ones that I think is one of the most remarkable singing turned acting uh, yes. turns, particularly because of the character that he portrayed? Meatloaf in Fight Club. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And the thing about Meatloaf is, people don't realise he was in 60 movies. Again, a dead actor. I'm a dead musician. I'm sorry, it's a morbid kind of thing going on this morning. But he was in over 60 movies. Now, a lot of them were kind of independent things that didn't get a huge audience. But in Fight Club, do you remember his role? He was this man who was suffering from a form of cancer and he took these drugs to make him better and he developed an extremely well-developed chest, let's say. And he walked around with these sagging membranes, if it's not too early to say. And he was brilliant in this fight club, beating up Edward Norton, but also being sensitive and raw and melancholy. It's an outstanding performance. And I heard him say on Jonathan Ross, he had to wear a fat suit. And he was very embarrassed about all that because he struggled with weight a lot of his life. And the thing at the time was... Meatloaf doesn't need a fat suit, but he actually did for that because he was quite svelte at the time of filming. And a, but a remarkably brave role. You know, if you're yeah. a rock star and you have a certain brand and image and all the rest of it, to say I am going to take this, yes. quirky to put it nicely, character <laughs> and yeah. make it my, it is, it's gutsy. Very gutsy, very gutsy. But that, that was Meatloaf, you know, he was, a, he was a bat out of hell, but he was actually a great actor, all things considered, and had that ability, like we were talking about, not to be... Meatloaf on screen, which is which is a trick a lot of them fall into. One that occurs to me, and again, someone who's deceased, I don't know what it is, but David Bowie deserves a special place in this because, you know, one of the most famous 
musicians of all time. And yet the variety of roles he did, The Man Who Fell to Earth, Labyrinth. And you're not, you're not, you're... Sorry, The Man Who Fell to Earth... It's a hard watch. It is a hard it's watch. It's a hard watch. It's not the most, you know, beguiling movie I've ever seen or certainly the most entertaining. Let's put it on a Saturday night. Labyrinth, on the other hand. Yes. But that just shows where he could go because this is David Bowie and you can't help but look at him and think Space Oddity and, the, you know, but yet he got outside of that. And even though The Man Who Felt Earth is a bit of a trip, he's great in it. And in Labyrinth, he was, oh, he was tremendous. Kind of playing a popcorn, in a popcorn kind of movie from the 80s of sorts. I, I seem to remember his pants as being very, very striking in that film. Yes, I see you were looking below deck. I can't I could, remember, I was, I was still with the hair. John, I was transfixed. <laughs> you wanted live ones, J-Lo. I am going to mention J-Lo. Yeah, she's not a bad actress. All in all, she's done plenty of acting. What I would say is... What ma- about all the Oscar talk about her in relation to Hustlers? Like, because theoretically, that is her magnum opus. Yeah. That was the proof that she could actually act with yeah. a capital A. She is great in Hustlers. You know what? When you said it there, I was going back to Made in Manhattan, which I just thought was a poor movie. But no, you're right. Hustlers is probably her defining moment. And she is brilliant in that. And certainly worthy of an Oscar. Where I wanted to go, though, was Mariah Carey. Because Mariah Carey... A- bit like Dolly Parton and stuff has become a, what would you say, a victim of her own success. And, you know, people, she's become a, a stereotype of herself. But there was a movie called Precious about this young woman in a dire situation in the Bronx, living with her mother and stepfather. And Mariah Carey plays a social worker who this character, Precious, goes to visit. And first of all, you don't know it's Mariah Carey. She's no makeup. She has this kind of, you know, mousy haircut, for want of a better phrase. And she slowly tries to help this woman and uncover some of the stuff that's going on in her life. And it's played without fanfare. And it's absolutely brilliant. Again, Mariah Carey has more to do as an actress, I would suggest, down the line. Can you explain the ones, most notably the one, (laughs) who won't give up acting? Because when you look at singers... Madonna keeps going and keeps going and keeps trying and it has, to the best of my knowledge, I'm not saying I'm getting it wrong, it has never worked for her. Rarely. There have been occasions. Evita was okay, the the Argentinian one. Eva Perona. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think that was bad. She's okay in a league of her own. Desperately seeking Susan. Terrible. She got a league of her own. She was good. She wasn't bad on that. And that's the kind of baseball movie in the States that I know you would enjoy because his favourite movie, folks, is (laughs) Field of Dreams. Just to mix the shows here a bit, you know. I got to get something out of this too. No. So it's certainly hit and miss, and more misses, I would say with Madonna but you wonder like what Dick it is Dick Tracy oh, did yeah. you see that that oh, was the, oh I did oh, I did absolutely oh. absolutely. you know she's not bad as a the source of a documentary like her documentary Truth or Dare was actually great where it's around the Dick Tracy time and they're filming her through all that and when she's on tour and uh, she's with momentarily who's, who play, who's the guy in Dick Tracy uh, Warren Beatty She's going out with Warren Beatty at the time and he's being filmed for this documentary and he just has his head in his hands going, why are you doing this? Why are you letting a camera follow you around? Don't take the camera out of my face. It is worth truth or there just to see Warren Beatty and saying, I want no part of this, please. What about the current set? I, I Believe it or not, I was slightly shocked when I read this on, on the notes. Ed Sheeran? Is that Yeah, good? he's once or twice and he was in Game of Thrones briefly. He's not great. He... he Yesterday is a lovely movie, which I think is still on Netflix, all about this guy who wakes up one morning, he's a struggling musician, and he realises that the world doesn't know any Beatles songs, and he decides that he's going to 
make himself famous by singing Beatles songs and Ed Sheeran shows up as Ed Sheeran and says to him you know instead of Hey Jude it should be Hey Dude and that sounds funny but Ed Sheeran is just so incredibly awkward and like on all the evidence I've seen he's a great musician incredibly talented he's really not an actor because he's just there going I'm Ed Sheeran aren't I impressive kind of it's not good I always found the same with Stan Lee's cameos no matter how short you made them they always just made you tense up when you saw him coming that's a very good point and you know he was in nearly every Marvel movie as a cameo yeah they're poor Harry Styles if we've time to mention people are comparing him to Bowie now uh, that might be a stretch not to upset Musically the younger friends yes and just the way he can he can turn his hands to a lot of things now this may be a generational thing there, there are signs of life in Harry Styles I have to say for a kid who began you know in one direction and, and was supposedly manufactured pop star he's taking it in very interesting ways I have to say his acting career is interesting he was good in Dunkirk he's had a cameo in a Marvel movie called Eternals which was weird but he's due to be in a movie called My Policeman where he plays a gay cop in Britain in the 50s character called Tom which looks very interesting and would be in keeping with the kind of career path he's eking out for himself We will leave the greatest to last Vanilla Ice <laughs> Ice Ice Baby yeah I mean where do you start terrible singer terrible actor uh, you wash your mouth out John <laughs> so after the success if it's fair to call Thank it you. that of, of Ice Ice what of was that his, song even called it was Ice Ice it was, Baby it was it? Ice Ice Baby alright well, stop collaborate and listen yes on, exactly do the rest. I'm back with a brand new edition <laughs> but did, okay baby. stop stop uh, he did this terrible movie called Cool as Ice which was actually a pastiche of Marlon Brando's Wild at Heart if that sounds terrible it was terrible with a capital T awful stuff I believe he's currently quite a good landscape gardener yes I think you've told me that before he works as a landscape factoid. gardener it is a good factoid John always a pleasure that is John Fardy he'll be on screen time this evening at 6pm The Anton Savage Show Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.